0: Now it's this week, this long week is over. Yeah, well timed. Might be the first one of those I approve of. I need, I'm going to put some lights on in here.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really dark over there. What's, what's going on? You shutting yourself in? Well, this room I'm
0: in does not get a whole lot of light uh, uh, until about like afternoon, and then okay. the way the sun hits the room, the way the sun hits your eyes,
1: mm-hmm. that's pizza. I'm more at pizza. Something something involving a pizza pie? Yeah. That's, okay. That's how I end all my lyrics. Are you talking about pizza because they were talking about pizza in the chat before the show started? No, I'm just const. That's just a thing that happens in Chicago. You just are okay. constantly thinking about pizza. I mean, in New York, too, it's a different kind of pizza, but you are constantly thinking about it.
0: Yeah. I haven't had any deep-dish pizza in uh, probably a couple of weeks. Why do you live in Chicago? Well, it's like one of those things that... You know, now you're, that you're around it so often, you got to limit your use of it
1: or else yeah. you're not
0: going to enjoy it anymore.
1: I don't know. I mean, I I eat regular, like, you know, thin-ass New York pizza on, like, a, at least a weekly basis. And I can do that. I c- there's
0: nothing okay. about deep dish pizza because, I don't know, it's, it's specialized or just because it's kind of a journey, both in terms of the ordering process, which takes a long time, the eating <clears throat> process, which takes a long time, and then everything that happens after you've eaten. A deep dish pizza. It's just—it's a bit of an ordeal. So
1: it is. It's, There's it's a, there, everybody out. takes a journey once you—you you have like at least a couple of pieces of deep dish in you.
0: Uh, I don't know how you can eat more than two. That's. I guess it depends on the place.
1: I don't think I've ever eaten more than two. Uh, though to be fair, the only deep dish uh, pizza I've ever really had much exposure to was I'm a place I'm sure Jeff has yelled at you about a bunch—that old Chicago restaurant in Petaluma, which is.
0: You know, it, it, I don't it, think it's,
1: it's particularly authentic.
0: It sounds like a man with few options screaming into the sky about that maybe that's just okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's accurate.
0: Patrick, how's yeah. your week? Ah, I'm tired.
1: You look tired.
0: My wife was out of town all week, which usually the, the weeks where that happens, it's awesome because I just get to spend every night doing whatever I want. I catch up on like documentaries and, and play a bunch of video games. It's great. Didn't do any of that this week. What so did you had, <laughs> Well, the a mixture of professional and personal. Like Sunday, you know, all day Easter fest with, you know, nieces and stuff like that. And then Monday, well, Monday I got to myself. But then Tuesday I went and got dinner with my mom, so I didn't get back till late. Then Wednesday was this that, that garbage show, the unprofessional Chicago. It's, I don't know, I don't like to think about it. I just show up. You're embarrassed
1: to even be a part of it, aren't you?
0: It's Lang's on it. Come on. Let's yeah. be reasonable. Yeah. And and then last night I did Spooking with Scoops, and then today I have to uh, go to C2E2, which is a uh, convention in Chicago that's you know like a local comic entertainment convention, and uh, I was asked to share a short five-minute story on the Logs panel, which is a comedy group, comedy musical group, uh, that is partially associated with one of uh, the members of Cars Against Humanity. So I said, yeah, I just... Breathless. lot going on this week?
1: Yeah. What about yeah, you? You look, you look out of sorts, I must say. It's, it's, it's unfortunate. I, 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 I hope, let's like, just, you know, slap yourself awake. You know, just give yourself a couple little smacks. You want to
0: play some Hearthstone? We'll just play some Hearthstone.
1: Uh, I downloaded Hearthstone. I have not actually started hey. playing it. Hey! But uh, that is something I, I intend to do this weekend because, uh, I don't know, After did you read Dan Reichert's piece on Hearthstone that he put up this week? No, is it just like a bunch of farting and wrestling gifts? No, surprisingly. Uh, oh, but it, okay. It was all right, raising Dan, standards. It was Dan admitting that he had learned something. Uh, <laughs> ah, okay, all right. This I was apparently this, piece. this was apparently a teachable moment for him because he has spent most of his years uh, making fun of people who play these sorts of card games, uh, you know, digital or otherwise. Uh, but after hearing everyone talking about it, he decided to play it, and he turned out he really liked it, and he started talking about how it sort of like. Broke all his preconceived notions about what these kinds of games are and the sorts of people who play them. It was like, my God, you know, like he he somehow evolved a little bit and learned to actually accept something that he had this preconceived notion that was just stupid for no reason.
0: I think Hearthstone is probably a great game to sort of break those preconceived notions that, you know, I don't, I didn't, I wasn't someone who was making fun of folks for liking those games, but I certainly didn't play any of those games before yeah. I started dabbling in Hearthstone, and, and, and I still have so long to go into even understanding basic, like, m- mana rhythm.
1: Yeah. That's, that's a term. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that, that term mm-hmm. just kind of makes the worst parts of my brain start flaring and make me Man, I'm play it. Yeah. But I'm gonna play it because I downloaded it and uh, you know, if it can even win over someone as as hard edged and you know stubborn as Dan Reichert, that means there's probably some value to it. And
0: you know what? You don't know what I'm do you're doing, I don't know what I'm doing. That's how we should play each other in a yes. couple matches and just really just frustrate the internet at making very
1: obvious mistakes. Oh, God, yeah, I know. People will get so angry at us if they tried to watch us play, because I'd just be like, what does this card do? Plop, and then just the whole everything is bad.
0: I like, uh, I like this comment from Raziel Cuts. How can a wrestling fan sneer at CCG players? Good point.
1: That is a totally <laughs> fair point, and I think that you can really counter just about any of Dan Reichert's uh, brazen, ill-informed judgments of people uh, with just the response of, you're a wrestling fan. <laughs> and as a wrestling fan, that is a completely valid insult. I think that is completely accurate. You can throw that right back in his face. It totally uh, robs him of any of his uh, any of the sting.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I have not played a lot of Hearthstone this week. I've played a couple of matches in bed uh, before going to sleep. It's like sipping a glass of water and playing. Because the match is like eight minutes long, so you can get a couple yeah. of them in while you're... Uh, waiting to go to bed and so that's what I've done, but I really haven't made significant progress in terms of coming to grips with the game I feel like it's my own sort of Dota where I just I know so little about such an established genre that people have spent a lot of time playing and being invested in uh, But this one does a pretty terrific job of at least making the opening sections feel manageable although I heard from uh, sort of, or not even necessarily high end Hearthstone players, but players that have played Hearthstone and have played other CCGs, is that while Hearthstone will introduce you to the basic concepts of picking a card and putting it down, it, the tutorial does a pretty poor job of explaining, you know, when I was, you know, saying, you know, this term like uh, mana rhythm. Right. You know, things that you actually, concepts that you need to come to grasp and understand and execute on in order to be successful at playing the game. So that yeah. playing the game, not tough. Uh, playing the very basics of the game, not tough, but actually having any meaningful success uh, is going to require knowing more about the game than the game actually communicates about itself. So,
1: Yeah, I mean, that could be trouble for me because I have a tendency, once I start playing a certain way, and this goes for just about any game, uh, once I get into a certain rhythm, even if it is absolutely the wrong way to be playing the game, Uh, I tend to stick with it uh, because I'm super stubborn, and it's hard to get me to try to do different things once I get into a nice little rut. Uh, That is sort of what I guess a bunch of people were yelling at me about on that FTL video because I don't pause during combat because I just got used to not doing that. Mm. Um, And that was apparently driving people absolutely fucking (laughs) insane, uh, which... Sorry! Just pause the video in Premiere next time. Just like, like, oh pause. Yeah no i this is the way I play f t l sorry it's you know maybe it's the dumbest way imaginable to play that game, but it's just how I got used to it so well that's
0: totally what I can see myself falling into with hearthstone is you know finding a couple of matches where I sort of think I know why I won and just applying those lessons over and over again without realizing they are probably the wrong lessons. But at the same time, when you play a game on the internet that you don't really understand with a bunch of people who like to call themselves experts, uh, the kinds of tips you get from them aren't necessarily tips that are useful for you. So... Actually sifting through people that want to help you out or people that just want to bludgeon you to death because you haven't gone to becoming an expert after four hours of play is a little bit difficult.
1: Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, let's see. This week, what did I do? Uh, I went and saw Sports Friends yesterday.
0: You did. Uh, I, saw, I saw an did. email asking uh, for you to, to come by because that game just made it through CERT, which yep. means it is on its way to release... Uh, even if we don't quite have a date just yet.
1: Well, apparently we will have a release date for that game later today. uh, Breaking sort of news. Yeah, breaking half news. Uh, They will have a release date later today. They just didn't want me to say what it was until, so they wouldn't piss off Sony. But um, that's fair. But they showed me the final build of the game, uh, which uh, I, I think the last time I played it was like a few months ago. Uh, I was hanging out with some of the Polygon people in New York and I was at their office and they had like an older build on Mm -hmm. their things. Like, let's just play this because it's here and it, you know, that was fun. Uh, but getting to see the final game with all like kind of the final art and UI stuff in there, uh, was pretty rad. Like I've always been a big fan of what that, that collection is and, uh, they have made something real, real nice and real fun out of that. Um... I, I think so far, Hokra is actually probably my favorite of the games. The yes. one that's sort of like, uh, I don't know, like he, it, uh, one of the dudes kept calling it, and saying it's like it's like soccer, it's like soccer, and everyone to saying no, it's like hockey, and he was getting really <laughs> mad that everyone kept saying it was like hockey. Was, uh, was, was Romero the one? Was Romero was saying it was like soccer. Ramiro's so the
0: creator of uh, of Hokra. So I'm yeah. not I'm not surprised he would say that.
1: Yeah, uh, but he, you know, we, we played a bunch of that. We played a bunch of Bari Bari Ball. Um, we tried to do Johann Sebastian. So we were playing in the uh, NYU Game Center offices or campus or whatever in, uh, mm-hmm. in Brooklyn, which is where Jeff gave his talk. And I guess that's where they do, they sort of operate out of when they're in New York. Uh, so we, had, we were trying to play Johann Sebastian Joust, in this, you know, campus room area, and we had to try to do this in a way that was not super distracting to everyone. So we did it while we were all sitting in chairs. Okay. Chair rule uh, uh, joust. So, like, it was just us on these rolling chairs trying to you know sort of find ways to smack each other while also staying on the chair at all times. That's actually uh, pretty fantastic. It's probably one of the better variations of that game. It's certainly better than the variation of put Patrick through the table like the the one time you and I played together.
0: Oh yeah, when Jeff threw that chair at me.
1: Yeah. That was a really violent game of
0: joust. With a with a vengeance. It wasn't like, hey, Jeff's playing it up for the camera. No. Jeff threw a fucking chair at me. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, like we it got it got a little bit rugged in a way that was probably not intended by its creators, uh, which is unfortunate. But, but that was what sold me on the game originally. That was what made me go, okay, I don't even if these other mini games aren't great, I just want a version of Joust I can play at home. And uh, as it turns out, the other mini games are actually still pretty great. So,
0: yeah, and, you know, mini game might be a slightly disingenuous term for the, like they're all kind of complete games, but in this collection. Um, I, I mean, call them
1: mini games because there's not really a progression. It's just here are some levels. Yeah. Here are these multiplayer things. Just go. You know, I, I I'm not saying I'm not saying that in a way that's trying to diminish what they are. I just think they're you know they're smaller games, but they're still super fun. You know, bar bar balls
0: is probably the most difficult game yes. to grasp off uh, right away because it's the most mechanically complex. It in you know the other games, you can kind of figure out in an instant. Right. Uh, bari Bari Ball, which is uh, kind of a riff on Super Smash Bros., uh, but it's its own sort of take on that uh, arena, like 2D arena style. Uh, but yeah, you're jumping, you're dashing, there are multiple characters, there are charge moves, uh, you are losing lives because you're falling in the uh, opponent's side or you're trying to rescue the ball. Like There's a lot going on in Bari Bari Ball. It might a- end up having the most. Uh, the game that you'll come back to the most long term, but at yeah. least when you first start playing Sports Friends, Barry Barry Ball is uh, kind of difficult just because it's hard to figure out what's going on.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the, what's the? I can't remember. I can never remember the name of the fourth one. Uh, Pole Riders, Super Pole Riders. Pole that's left. what it is. Uh, that is also super. Like I don't know. They're all really fun. And I also got to see a couple of secrets, uh, including uh, a, a a perhaps a fifth game. Uh, that is actually a very, very mini, very small little secret thing, but is is still pretty cool. Which I won't spoil what it actually is for anyone. It's just that there is there is still other stuff hidden in that game uh, that is pretty cool. Uh, playing the final build was super fun. I am really looking forward to when that comes out. It is coming out very soon, so that's exciting.
0: Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's coming out on PS4, PS3. I don't know if the PC and <clears throat> the PC and Mac and Linux versions coming out at the same time as everything else.
1: No, they are coming out later, but they, but not like crazy later. So, mm-hmm. but I believe it is coming on the uh, the PlayStation platforms first.
0: Because for Joust specifically, that's a game that I want to play in an outdoor space. That it's like kind of the ideal scenario for that. Playing that in my living room seems less appealing. Just because yeah. there's a, I've got things people can bump into, and I it. It just doesn't seem like the right spot to play that game. It'll, you know, it'll probably work for some people. Especially if you've got a house, like if you have a whole downstairs, like big ass living room, I could see why the game would work. But it's not really going to function for my apartment. But I have to imagine Sports Friends will probably run pretty good on my laptop, uh, if for nothing else than to allow me to bring like I my MacBook Air out to. There's a uh, couple parks in our area, so like take that out with a pair of speakers you know, like some USB speakers and then play that while everyone eats some food, drinks some beers.
1: That sounds and like, it, a, that sounds like a good way to talk each other summer. On the concrete, you know, like just accidentally it's knocks cool. each other. There's grass. Okay. Alright. Uh... Probably. The one thing I will say about Joust is that they've added, and this is like a really minor thing, but I, I kind of love it, is they've added little character animations that play for each person on the screen while you're doing the jousting, and obviously no one's really going to pay attention to that while people are trying to smack controllers out of each other's hands, but yeah. like even the UI in that game and like the art is really nice. It's all really simple stuff, but it, it all looks super clean, super nice, and the stuff they've added... Uh, I think adds a little more personality to that game than was already, you know, I mean, Joust by itself was pretty rad, but it's cool that they've added some stuff to it to make it, you know, kind of look a little nicer.
0: Yeah, and I'm just glad it's finally coming out in a form that isn't little builds of the game just being passed around in secret exactly. <laughs> so that people can play it, which has kind of been what's, what's happening now, because uh, it is a terrific game, even if it's sort of years after people really heard about it and Probably in a more ideal scenario, a game like Joust was able to capitalize on that um, a couple of years ago. But it's finally coming out. People will be able to use all sorts of different devices to interact with it. Um, I know that at one point there were talks of doing an iOS version, uh, at least of Joust, so that you could use like your iPhone and iPad as right. the as the uh, device. But uh, that seems like a really fast way to have people get upset at you because you created a game that's going to cause a bunch of phones and tablets to break.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's one of those ideas that sounds great for about five minutes until you actually realize the what's what's going to come out of that. I mean, say what you want about those fucking move controllers; they can take a pounding. Like they're they're you know. They're cheap plastic, but they 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 manage to stay together. I don't think people's iPhones would 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 fare so well in that oh, situation.
0: My, the three Move controllers I have have only been used to play Joust, and that is
1: it. I yeah, they know. might as well just call them Joust controllers at this point, because why much. else would you have them? Uh, I, on the PS4, you can at least use the DualShock 4 instead of the Move controllers, because uh, they have that tech built in. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. We were just playing with 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 a uh, 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 DualShock 4s, and that that worked just fine. So. Uh other than that, uh been just kinda I I've been going through this project of trying to clean up my home office as much possible and mm. uh been uncovering a lot of really random pieces of junk uh. Yeah, you've been tweeting about some of them. Yeah, like I found this, which was a thing I forgot even like existed, this uh rock band uh Mad Cat's bass guitar, which has this, right. this dual strum bar right here, which you can do the two finger thing if you want to.
0: I had one of those, and I it made playing the bass sections of Rock Band way more fun.
1: Exactly, yeah. It was kind of rad, and no one bought them, uh, as far as oh. I know. Like They were they a very poor-selling item, as many of the later-day Rock Band hardware things were. But uh, finding that actually got me to play some Rock Band 3 for a while, uh, one of the evenings this past week. And, uh, God damn it, I, I really don't want to get back into another hole where I'm just playing that game every night again. But, I mean, I could almost see that happening.
0: Yeah, I still need to I keep kicking around. I'll kinda just be looking on eBay and I'll be hovering over a buy it now button where I I reviewed that game back when I worked at uh EGM and man, I loved that keyboard. Like there's something about keyboards and synthesizers that there's an alternate life where I was some somewhat talented and was able to actually play one of those things, but Rockman tricks you into thinking you can do stuff like that. And I, I really enjoyed the keyboard uh, support in Rockman 3, and so I always want I I should just download uh, or, or buy one of those. But the problem is, then I have to hook up a 360, which
1: I, I've kept my 360 hooked up, you know, just so I could play stuff like South Park or whatever else, you know, whatever few games still come out on that platform, but also because I don't want to lose access to, you know, the thousands of goddamn songs I've bought for that game. Like, even if I'm not playing it right now, I don't... I want to have that stuff available in case, you know, I feel like playing it again. Because Lord knows that stuff's not coming out on any other platforms anytime soon, so might as well just no. keep it around. Yeah. Yeah. Did you fi- find anything else interesting in your garbage dump adventure? Uh, uh, yeah, I found the vinyl copy of the Starsky and Hutch game soundtrack that I think yep. both Ryan and I had. Um, I found a fake vinyl, which was, I was hoping was the actual MGS3 soundtrack, but it was actually just a piece of fucking cardboard with this, like, CD attached to it that just has the snake-eater theme on it. Ah, Which is sort of dumb, so I threw that away. Did uh, you get yeah, t- one
0: of those people that got the, like, fake snake in a can?
1: I, like, I didn't. Item? That did come to our office. So that didn't come addressed to me. I think mm-hmm. Ricardo got that and and hoarded it, as he did many other things, but, yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's mostly just, like, a lot of, like, shitty press kits and, like, just so many thumb drives. Oh, my God. I have, like, an entire drawer of just promotional thumb drives with, you know, like, assets from, like, Namco games from 2006 on them.
0: You should take all those thumb drives. You should download some sort of geocaching app. Yeah. Drop them throughout the city and then upload the map for people to go find them. (laughs)
1: I don't understand how any of that works, but yes, okay, that will be. You know, geocaching. I I know what geocaching is. I don't know how to do any of it.
0: Oh, it's not that tough.
1: Okay, well, maybe I'll. Says the
0: guy who's never done it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you'll figure it out. Seems like it can't
0: be that hard, though.
1: No way it's that hard.
0: Come on, Uh, dropping dropping off of like a 2002 Namco Bandai USB. That'd be amazing.
1: Yeah. Well, to be fair, I already threw away three quarters of them, so. um, I kept a few of the ones that had larger file sizes on them, uh, but other than that, other than that, uh, this week we did finally record another movie podcast, me and Rory. What? Oh yeah. no! Through so that,
0: odd, I, the GarageBand must have crashed.
1: No, it didn't. Uh, Skype didn't break. Nothing broke. We actually got through an entire like hour and change podcast with no issues whatsoever, which is kind of an amazing thing when it comes to me and Rory. Uh, so that I think will be up later today, if you want. To What'd you guys out talk about? That. Oh God! What did we talk? We talked about Captain America. We talked about uh, a couple of the movies that I, I've been very slowly catching up on the movies that got nominated for Best Picture uh, this year. So I saw Nebraska. I saw her a while back. So we talked about some of that. Uh, yeah, just you know, kind of catching up on the the long. List of random movies we've watched over the last several months since the last one we recorded. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think we got some good discussion out of it. Unfortunately, our uh, true detective discussion from the last time we tried to do this uh, is probably lost to the ages. But uh, short version, I thought that show was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Ended weird. Pretty good show overall. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So why, why listen to 40 minutes of that when you could have just said that?
1: Yeah, that was, that was basically what it boiled down to. So, but yeah, that was my week, more or less. Uh, um, video games.
0: I finished Half-Man Hero 2. I don't have much to say about that, except that that game should not have been 18 hours long.
1: Was it re- It was really 18 hours long, that oh, yeah. game? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That feels and like it, something that someone would have said, Let's, what, if, what if we made this game, and it was like a 20-hour RPG, and that sounds really funny until you actually do it, but they just somehow kept it going. They just somehow made that a game.
0: Seems really antithetical to the idea of the game making fun of games being... JRPGs being long, thus it has 30-second quests that you play, and it goes on for 18 hours. And, who it does not have enough satire to support 18 hours, but I have a real problem with putting down games once I start them. And I also was just... Not convinced it really could be 18 hours long. Not convinced it could be that long. And yet, Are you convinced now? Like, yeah. <laughs> it might have actually been 15 hours. But that my Steam counter sometimes is a little weird, but whatever. It was like 10 hours too long. That game was right. maybe should have been 5 hours of fun, and it was 5 hours of fun with 10 hours of stop. stop That's really. Hop,
1: that's and really I didn't have rough. to review it.
0: I just, I'm just a monster to myself.
1: Yeah, I don't know. you gotta, you got to learn this thing that I've learned, which is that when you're playing a game, and if it, even if you don't like it, if you're not reviewing it, you can just stop. I don't... Like,
0: I, don't I can't do that. Unless it's I've, I've tremendously maybe. bad. If the game is tremendously bad, then, well, I'm probably not playing it to begin with, but if the game has something that interests me, ah, I really like to see things through. It bothers me to not finish a game. And I'm not even paying for these games necessarily, but there's just something about not finishing it that really bugs me. It extends to all media that I I, I engage with. I I watched all of Prison Break.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Why? Because
0: I really liked the first two seasons.
1: (laughs) Okay. But then, so when did it go sour for you? When did you start to realize that maybe Prison Break was not... Third season,
0: and it went on for like four more.
1: Okay, so... There comes a time in everyone's life when they have uh-huh. to reassess what they're dedicating themselves and their time to. And if you don't like something, if it's not going in a direction you don't like, if it's going in a direction you don't like, you can just stop.
0: Yeah, but then go. But then I start thinking about, well, this has gotten so bad. I have to see how bad it gets. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. No, no you do
1: not actually have to mm-hmm. see that. I don't know. <laughs> Look, this is what got me to watch Lost for six seasons. And you know Alright, hey. Hey, hey, hey alright. Yeah. No, I'm 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 half joking. Um uh, But no, yeah you you don't need to be dedicating that much time to stuff that just isn't doing it for you. Like, did you think Half Minute Hero was somehow going to turn good after twelve hours? Like it was somehow going to fix the the, the repetitiveness and the the sloggy nature of it, like that was just going like the last six hours, that's when it's gonna get great.
0: No. I just have to finish things. I don't know. Maybe it's what you know, maybe I have the same compulsion that you know, I make fun of Vinny because he collects so many things in games, which I find to be utterly crazy sure. to go after collectibles in the way that he does. And maybe I just have the same compulsion when it comes to, to finishing games. There is, a, there, is a little bit, bit, there is a little bit of that of Oh well, maybe, maybe it turns the corner at some point, and I you know the the one way I can counter when I would have a discussion with someone, whether it's you know a colleague or you know a user on the site or just some random fan of games, like if they can suddenly say, "Well, man, if you just gotten to this point, then the game is friggin amazing from that point on, and by finishing it, you know, so I you know cut off that being a point of discussion,
1: sure. That said, when it's just for your own time and your own sanity, uh, I I have learned to just excise things that are not doing it for me any longer. Trials Fusion. Had fun with it for a few hours. Hit a point where I wasn't having fun with it anymore. I'm done. Not playing anymore. Done with it. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not actually doing anything better with my time but at (laughs) least I'm not focusing it on a game that I'm not having fun with anymore.
0: I suppose so. I suppose so.
1: I can watch so many more taped episodes of Jeopardy now that I'm not playing a game I'm not enjoying anymore. Like on actual VHS tapes? No, no, just like on, mm-hmm. on DVR. That's unfortunate. I wouldn't worked out for the first time this week because I had so many hours hey! for you. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah, I hurt so bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Good for you. Yeah, oh God. It's just,
0: it's just getting warm enough that I can start running outside again.
1: Yeah, yeah, I needed to start exercising, and this 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 weather change seemed like the perfect opportunity to finally make good on that. So, because at this yeah. point, I have the body consistency of the Pillsbury Pillsbury Doughboy. Like, I it's just it's just softness all over. Like, I'm like I I'm basically a, a walking pillow.
0: That's that sounds... not okay. Laying with you must be wonderful, then.
1: Yeah, I'm no, I mean, pillow. the girlfriend loves it, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, In terms of my ability to, you know, lift anything (laughs) at all, it's not great. So, we're going to work on that.
0: So, I played Fract for a little while as well. I finished the first section of that game, what feels like the first section of that game. There's a quick look up on the site, Fract OSC. It's a game that I've been talking about for what feels like years, because I believe it actually has been years. Uh, It's a first-person exploration game with a heavy emphasis on uh, music, specifically synthesizers. Uh, being a huge part of that world. In fact, it really honestly feels like the synthesizers power the world, like it's kind of the lifeblood of what's happening in this space that you get dropped into. Uh, You know, mechanically speaking, the game is is largely uh, looking at pretty neon things while synthesizers pump in the background and then uh, coming up to puzzles where you turn knobs in order to get energy to flow in the right direction. I'm sure there are some other Puzzles. There are there are different puzzles where you're trying to uh, get doorways to open at uh, the right beat. So you'll mm-hmm. kind of have I, what I'm sure there is a technical term, but there are blocks, and you drop beats on the blocks, and then that uh, determines when the the music kicks in, and then that determines when the doors open. The game just does a wonderful job of incorporating the music into the puzzles, so that it just feels really cool to interact with the worlds. You know, The puzzles yeah. themselves may not be the greatest things I've ever encountered. Uh, we're not talking you know, Jonathan Blow levels of, of puzzles or anything like that, but the sheer interaction with the puzzles is just incredibly gratifying because even when you're not doing them right, you're making some really kick-ass music to go along with it. And as you solve puzzles, you unlock different pieces for the studio, and the studio is a easy-to-use, fully functional music creation tool that also allows you to export uh, the music and and share it. I believe there's a thread on the Giant Bomb forums where people are exporting their fracked creations. And, yeah, it's... I got some real problems with the way the game communicates what you should be doing, which is to it say... It kind
1: of doesn't, right?
0: Which is to say it doesn't communicate yeah. a whole lot. You often feel lost in a way that you know how when you would play Fez and you'd try and look at that map and figure out what the hell you were supposed to be doing or where you should be going and you just realize that map was completely worthless?
1: Yeah, that was kind of what drove me away from Fez a little bit. So
0: yeah, it, it sometimes feels that way in the world of Fract where it's hard to tell if I'm just not interpreting what the world wants to communicate to me mm. or if the game really is just as aimless as uh, it wants to be. Uh, So it can lead to some frustrating moments where I'm just not quite clear on the direction I should be going, and I know that based on a map I've pulled up that I only have one more puzzle to solve in this area, but I have no idea where to go, and getting around is uh, kind of a lengthy process. There's a fast travel system, but even during the fast travel system, you are going on these rails that are kind of slow across the world, and it's... When you know where you're going, it's terrific because the world looks fantastic, and you're experiencing all this music as you go through it. But it's when you realize, oh no, I went to the wrong section, and then right. try and figure out where to go next. That it can be a little bit frustrating, but it it's a it's supremely interesting game. And if you're like me, where you are just obsessed with synthesizers to the to an it, just an insane degree, I, it's a it's a really interesting experience. I recommend it.
1: Yeah, I downloaded it, and I've I, I literally messed with it for like 15 or 20 minutes just to kind of get a sense of what it is, uh, and I definitely want to play some more. Uh, there's something to be said for a game that is very much not about holding your hand and just about letting you kind of explore and experience whatever it has to offer without you know trying to direct you too much, but there is, there is a line where that does become just sort of confusing and it, it, a little bit frustrating, and uh, it sounds like maybe it, it, it crosses that line at least just a little bit.
0: Yeah, maybe, yeah. It's it, it's really hard to tell because I don't, like you said, I don't want to criticize a game because it's not holding my hand. right? Uh, but there's a fine line between allowing the player to experience the world for themselves, to pick up on subtle cues that guide them in the right direction, and just being a little too obfuscated uh, to be enjoyable. Uh, So, you know, I've always figured it out. I haven't had to resort to asking people what to do or looking at YouTube videos or anything like that. But there are moments where it feels like, I kind of want to put down the controller because exerting the energy and the trial and error to figure out where to go next, I don't know if I want to do it.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
0: When you pull off some of the puzzles, when the world, like you'll solve a puzzle, and then just the world will just change around you in the most interesting and psychedelic fashion, and the music is blaring as it goes. And like the, there are sick bass synthesizers in this game. I, I cannot underscore how sick the bass is in Fract. And like having a
1: good the sound sickest system, of bass.
0: Yeah, a good yeah. sound system or some good headphones on while you're playing this game. God damn, it is okay. satisfying when just everything shifts around and it's just it is just thumping over and over. And it's not like club music. It's just, it's like it's a thick molasses
1: synth, and it's just, mm. ugh, it's tasty. It's a thick mm. molasses synth, classic be, synth, making me turgid over here. Damn, it sounds real good. Yeah,
0: I recommend, I recommend Fract. It's uh, it's interesting and. I'm enjoying it.
1: I think I haven't played enough to really get to the sickest of bass yet, but now, now, now I want to get to that. Yeah, so. sick,
0: sick molasses bases. Mm. That's what you're after,
1: got it. Bass so thick you lose your shoe in it. All right, <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. The Great uh, Boston Bass Disaster of 1906. Keep going. You, you remember the, You ever heard of the Molasses Disaster? I have, I have, I have. Yeah, yeah. All right.
0: Uh so that's all the games I've been playing. I have not played a lot this week, unfortunately. I'm hoping to get back on the video game train next week.
1: Yeah, I I downloaded more games than I actually played this
0: week. So there's a lot coming uh, out next week. I am there is. psyched and terrified for Child of Light.
1: Yeah, that game has looked so good for so long. I'm almost a little terrified that I won't actually enjoy playing it, but it looks cool. Like yeah. it like the gameplay seems like it'll be fun. Yeah. But there's always that worry, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's written by the guy who did Far Cry 3. Mmm. Mmm. Did not care for a lot of parts of Far Cry 3's story.
1: But yeah. we'll see. But tonally, this could not look more different, to oh. be fair. No, no. So.
0: I'm, the visuals alone are going to get me to download that game and check it out. Yep. I am just utterly terrified. Because I want to like the game. It's one of those games that I it's like, man, I really want this to be one of those games. I really want this to be one of those games. And it's going to be a real bummer if it's just about the visuals. But, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? Uh, what, what else? There's something else that comes out next week, right? Mario
1: Golf World Tour mm-hmm. is out on May mm-hmm. 2nd. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I actually kind of want to play, because I, I, I am actually a fan of the, the Mario Golf games. I have not played one of them in a long time, so this this might be the time for me to finally jump back in. Also... Kirby yeah. Triple Deluxe.
0: I have that on my 3DS. I should. I'll play that this weekend. You should and play some of that. I should look uh, at uh, whatever uh, the embargo is. But uh, yeah, they weirdly sent that game like a month in advance. Like ah, here's here's an eShop code. I was like, what? what?
1: Okay. Well, I mean, hey, who's complaining? You know, um, that Amazing Spider-Man Two game is out for everything except Xbox One next did week.
0: They, did they say? Has any explanation come out for why that is?
1: Not official, no, just uh, we don't know when it's going to come out, and that's kind of that, so. Weird. Uh, Daylight, also out next week.
0: Oh, right, that's the one I was thinking of. Yep. Damn it, another horror game. I'm not convinced that one's going to be any good, but... Cause the, so the the setup for Daylight is that you're... it's It's sort of randomly generated, so every time you go in, it's supposed to be a slightly different experience, so that, you know... Depending on the player, you're not gonna, you know, get exactly. I'm sure there are like story beats that connect, you know, the, right. the, the tissue of the game, but that there's some randomization to uh, the actual experience, and that just, I think it's an interesting concept. But my j- experience with the horror genre is that it is at its most effective when it is an authored experience. Uh, it's it's one of the few genres where I, th- being handholdy, yeah. is. Kind of part and parcel because to set up scares is so specific in terms of what you how you need to frame the player and subvert expectations and it's a kind of genre that doesn't work very well when the player can you know things can shift around but we'll see I'm I'm curious to see what that how that works uh, this is also one of the first games that is going to bridge into allowing uh, Twitch players to interact with the experience so players can trigger certain things to occur in the game through the Twitch chat. I don't know if that's just on the PS4 or if that's on the PC as well uh, because it's easier for me to stream that stuff on the PC but I'm actually, I need to write Atlas today to see if I can get a copy of that game because I want to check that out for next week. I'm, yeah, I'm intrigued but I don't, I, I'm cautiously, Pessimistic about okay. how uh, a, a a game with random elements is actually going to pull off being scary. But hey, if they can do it, would love to see them try.
1: So yeah, for sure. Uh, and that's that's pretty much it for next week. Uh, Ryden 4 for some reason is coming out on on P- PlayStation Network for PS3. But mm-hmm. uh, no one would care about that besides me. I think I'm the only person who still enjoys like Ryden Bullet Hell games. But I do. So yay.
0: So let's see. Uh, Mad Max was delayed to 2015 today, this morning. Huh? Which is uh an odd time to announce such a delay. Was that game supposed to come out this summer or something? I don't think
1: so. I don't. Th- it's so considering they've shown almost nothing of that game yet. There was no way that was going to come out this summer. That was not going to happen.
0: I hope they're just. This is just delayed, getting delayed because Avalanche is just so excited to announce Just Cause three at E three this year. Oh if yeah. Nothing happens at E three. Except that we get a new, Next Jam-focused Just Cause 3. Mm-hmm. That's it. E3 has been won. We have That's all been satisfied. Right because,
1: my God, I could not be more excited for a Just Cause 3. That would be great. Yeah, oh. honestly, as much as, you know, an Avalanche-developed Mad Max game sounds pretty good, A Avalanche-developed Next Just Cause game sounds way more... I than know! Yeah!
0: That game still looks great. Just yeah. Cause 2 still looks fantastic. The idea of unleashing those crazy
1: people on new hardware... Ah, Sounds so good. Sounds like uh, such a good idea.
0: And it's been rumored for a while Super... Uh, the, uh, the king of uh, finding games and information about games that are unannounced, Superannuation, on Twitter was implying that that game should probably get announced at E3, so... You should follow that guy on Twitter if you don't. He is a treasure trove of fantastic insider information. Um,
1: That guy would make a really terrifying PI because his investigative talents and uh, (laughs) determination to get get the exact information he wants uh, are unparalleled. When I was at EGM,
0: um, the idea had been kicked around that wouldn't it be great if we got him to be the new quarterman.
1: Yeah, he,
0: he seemed like the modern equivalent of that character.
1: But that would have been great. And but never. now we just don't call him on Kotaku, So
0: yeah, wow. Well, see, so wouldn't have wanted to become involved in <laughs> in that dark place I was at. So Say or, No, it board. worked out. Understood.
1: Uh let's see what else is in the news. Hey, Patrick, there's a new Fatal Frame coming.
0: Oh uh, yeah, for the Wii U. Yeah, which Perfect. I I am tremendously excited about I. it was one of the games when the Wii U was announced that seemed to make you know and, and the games that make the most sense for a control scheme don't necessarily work out to being the games that you know in practical uh, implementation work out all that great but Certainly. the idea that a camera game with the Wii U gamepad mm-hmm. seems like it would be fucking awesome
1: yeah it and seems I mean like it would be great the Fatal Frame series has always been pretty great. Uh, it's one of the few, like, you know, survival horror franchises I've ever had much affection for, and I've, I, I like you said, mechanically, it makes perfect sense on the Wii U. Uh, apparently, there have been a couple of them that have come out only in Japan in the last, like, several years. But, yeah, so uh,
0: Nintendo has this special relationship with Tecmo, specifically regarding the Fatal Frame franchise. Yeah. Where they commission and seem to fund... New Fatal Frame games, there was one that came out on the Wii that is in eng- in English, I believe it came out in Europe. Yeah, it did. And then Fatal Frame 2 I think was also like rem
1: remade for the Wii, Fatal Frame. I think that is also correct, yeah.
0: And it it only came out in Europe and like the Wii was starved for goddamn games in the US in the later years of its life. And
1: for whatever reason they just never brought that game over. To be fair, the Fatal Frame series has never been a barn burner in terms of sales in the U.S., regardless of platform.
0: Put it out on the eShop. That yeah. costs you not literally nothing, but basically but
1: nothing. It. Yeah. Oh,
0: that was endlessly frustrating to see a game that was translated, and they just refused to bring it out. Oh.
1: Feder Dave asks, when was the last time either of you played a game on your Wii U? Uh, That is a good question. While I was cleaning the other day, I found an incredibly disgusting layer of dust on my Wii U gamepad, so it's been a while.
0: I will get... so. I put down Super Mario 3D World. Uh, I mean, I beat it, obviously. I reviewed it. I want to play through that game, get all of the collectibles, and get the incredibly hard stages. Uh, And I want to play more of Donkey Kong, because I enjoyed what I played. But, so... I have a special place in my heart for games that I can play while watching football on Sunday, mm-hmm. and when you're really into football, basically your Sunday disappears. Right. You know, it's at least the entire afternoon, and you know now that you know I'm on uh, Central Time, you're on the East Coast. Some of those night games really can eat up your entire day, especially if you're invested in those night games if your team is playing.
1: It's like so, 11.30 when those are
0: over. Yeah, yeah, it's really late. It, it really eats up your entire Sunday if you're committed to, to watching and, and tracking the entire league. So I like to have games that I can play during those times. And that's where I finished all of Super Mario 3D Land, where you had to finish the game a second time with Luigi and uh, get him to the top of um, all of the poles uh, in order to unlock the secret stage. So my plan is... Put aside both those games and then play those when football season starts up in September. Because there just aren't that many games that you can kind of casually play on uh, something like the, the Wii U gamepad and still pay attention to what's happening in football. So I'm saving both those games for September.
1: Fair. Fair point. Uh, What else is in the news? You probably have some interest in this. Uh, Andrew Groen's book on EVE Online, which went up on Kickstarter yesterday, has, I think, already pretty much been funded at this point.
0: It has. Yeah, he asked for a very modest, I think, uh, $12,500, and it's it's already been funded. Yeah, Andrew is a a guy that has done a significant amount of uh, EVE Online writing over the years, uh, as have I, and he became so fascinated by the concept that he started uh, the last six months or so since The Penny Arcade Report went under, which he was a regular contributor for, uh, researching a book about the history of EVE Online, but not about the history of the development of EVE Online, the the player history of EVE Online, what the players have done in EVE Online, and trying to write a book about uh, the major wars and alliances and uh, different events that have occurred uh, since EVE Online came online so many years ago. He's a perfect fit. You know, I, I love the stuff I've written, but Andrew is an expert when it comes to stuff. I have constantly referenced his material uh, when I have I've been writing my own stuff about EVE Online, and uh, in fact, the last EVE Online piece I wrote, um, the, the I, I can't even remember the terms that I would say, but the last <laughs> one I wrote, it went up on the site, it did very well. Uh, I was working on putting together that piece, and then had heard at Max Temkin's birthday party that... he that Andrew was interviewing some EVE Online folks, I got panicked thinking that he was working on some sort of piece about the same epic battle, so I rushed to get my story out uh, because I was afraid he was gonna get one out before me and kill it uh, but as it turns out I was all for naught because he was working on a separate book uh, project but uh, yeah, it's uh, what's uh, The Great Empires of EVE Online um, it uh, should be a fantastic book, you should it only costs a couple bucks to get a digital copy and it sounds like he's investigating getting a, a nice hardcover one now that he has another 30 days on his Kickstarter or 29 days or whatever it is. Uh, so you know he, he actually took a really interesting approach of having just two tiers. Yeah. Um, he didn't make it complicated, he made it real simple. He set the goal uh, really low just so that he could make sure the project got funded. Uh, so it sounds like he's gonna do it, which I think is the right way to do it, which is to Start adding additional tiers now that interest has been secured, and now he can start investigating what would people want and and do that over the life of uh, the Kickstarter. So I'm excited. I backed it. You know, it's I don't have any trouble backing uh, reporting enterprises uh, as, yep. well as to, to game one So uh, if you're interested in that, I you know I think it's going to be great.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm backing it today as well, even though it's already hit its mark, because, I mean, whatever, I want to buy a copy of it. I want to actually, you know, like, read the damn thing. Like, that is the stuff about Eve that is always super fascinating to me, and I love the approach that he's taking to it. It's a really, like, the, the campaign page, like, everything he wrote up for it, that video he put up for it, like, all really smart, well-done well stuff. Like, I'm... I think that he nailed the the way that was presented on Kickstarter, and you know, yeah. I'm trusting him, you know, to to turn that into a good story. I think that's I think that's going to be a really good book.
0: <laughs> let's uh, see, uh, not a whole lot else going on in the news front. It was a pretty uh yeah. pretty, pretty light pretty week, slow week. Uh, Let's see if we got some questions worth bringing in. Uh, Lawsbub says Mario Golf will feature a season pass.
1: Thoughts. Mm. Oh, Do we know what's in that season pass, like what content they are planning on delivering? Uh,
0: And I actually think that's an important point, is that the season pass uh, does... I'm pulling up an article right now. Okay. Um, Oh, this one's not very specific. Anyway, I read the press release at some point. The season pass specifically points out everything you're going to get with the season pass. Okay. So if you're going to do that, I think that's the smart way to do it. You know, I didn't blame people for being feeling burned with, for example, the Bioshock Infinite season pass, where yeah. you bought into a season pass thinking, "Hey, I want more narrative content for Bioshock Infinite." And the first piece of DLC was, uh, you know, arena uh, multiplayer, uh, which, you know, by all accounts seems like it was well made for what it was. But that's probably not what most people were buying into uh, when it comes to uh, a season pass for a Bioshock game. So I understand that maybe stuff isn't built when these games go on sale, but giving people a better understanding, a very specific understanding of what they're getting for the season pass, I think if you're going to do that, that's the healthiest way to communicate that to players.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, at this point, will not buy a season pass unless I have at least an upfront idea. Hey, everyone. It seems that part of the audio has
0: been cut off, but you only missed a couple of minutes when we went over some Q&A. Sorry about that. And we'll see you all on Monday.